Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, and I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio, and this is episode 16, uh, where we're going to talk about <clears throat> that platform that everybody, I think, is eyeing in some way, uh, but shying away from in another way, um, and that is TikTok. So I need to caveat this episode right off the bat and point out that transform is not on TikTok. Okay. So, so before you consider any of the things that I'm going to talk about on this episode, um, we are considering it. We are taking a really close look at the applicability of this platform to what, to what we're trying to accomplish as a company. Uh, but what I can say is that we have done quite a bit of uh, research into it. Um, we are uh, relating it to other platforms that we have used, um, and you know, applying experience where where uh, applicable there. And so, this is kind of a real time thing for us. And I thought it would be kind of fun to do an episode here uh, for you guys, where um, I talk about, um, you know, where we're coming from on this, why we're thinking about it, and. Uh, perhaps that sparks in you guys consideration as to why you might want uh, to do the same thing for your business. Okay, so just because we haven't quite uh, moved in that direction uh, ourselves as a company uh, doesn't mean that at an individual level we have no experience with it. Obviously, uh, some of the members of our company have used it. Uh, it's just organizationally hasn't been adopted yet. Uh, but but it's it's immutable. These, these factors that I'm about to talk about in terms of why it is a good idea to um, at least consider it for your business, okay? So um, before I dive into some specific reasons why you might want to consider TikTok, I thought I would start off with an intro introduction that kind of covers video in general. And, you know, in episode seven and also to a certain extent, episode nine, uh, if you go back to those, you'll hear a lot about why video content in general is so important and why video content just far and away creates more engagement, more, um, more response, you know, just garners more response from users. Um, it's the kind of content that most people are looking for. So it's what's going to keep them on your platforms uh, longer. Uh, it's going to create more opportunity for them to uh, respond to you with a comment or a like or a subscribe. So we, we've kind of gone into that before, but um, we at Transform are not going to stop pounding the table for our clients and our um, um, you know prospects that we advise uh, to consider doing more with video. If you're not doing video, you need to do something with video. If you're doing something with video, you probably need to do more with video. Okay, so there's just all kinds of statistics that I'm not going to bore you with that speak to how much difference you will see when you employ video content versus any other content. Okay, now in terms of short form videos, I'm talking you know, definitely less than three minutes, but, you know, more likely between the 30 to 60 second mark. That's been a little bit more of a recent phenomenon. 
and I, I know that a lot of people have uh, ascribed this to the pandemic and this phenomenon of people being kind of locked inside, bored, looking for something to do. <laughs> you know, this is, this is actually kind of part of the origin story of TikTok, how, you know, the app had, you know, existed obviously prior to 2020, but its rate of download and its user base just exploded in, in 2020 going into 21. So, so short form video content is intriguing because you're combining the best of both worlds. You're combining user appetite for video content with their short attention span. Okay, so if you can craft a powerful message in, you know, 45 seconds or 60 seconds, something that gets, you know, your point across, um, you know, uh, firmly establishes your brand, you know, delivers value, all of the above, in a 45, 60 second, 75 second format, you know, you're going to win with that video strategy. And so user habits of declining attention span, growing appetite for video, the pandemic sort of forcing people inside and having nothing to do, not only birthed a rise in TikTok, but it birthed a lot of competition to come after TikTok. And that kind of validated the TikTok effect. Okay, so if you look at Instagram Reels, if you look at YouTube Shorts, and not only that, but you look at how much money these platforms have committed to encouraging people um, to encourage people to create through these formats by giving them money essentially I mean if you if you create a viral reel if you create a viral short if you create you know something that becomes very popular on the platform you know you, you might just receive a check in the mail okay so these these behemoth platforms, Instagram, YouTube, I think Snapchat actually started this trend with their Snapchat Spotlight uh, format, where in order to entice people to create on that platform and stay on that platform with their content creation, they're, they're paying users. Uh, I think I read an article a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, perhaps, where there was a lady who was creating uh, Snapchat Spotlights just for fun. And all of a sudden, you know, she was obviously getting, you know, a lot of response on her, on her spotlights. And there was a lot of, um, you know, likes and shares and so forth. And one day, just six-figure check shows up in the mail. And it's like, oh, uh, what's this? You know, <laughs> it's like, well, we're rewarding creators for creating on our platform. So, in a very odd twist... The, the platform has become the servant in, in many ways, and the creator has become the one in charge because the creator has the ability through their creativity to keep people on the platform and keep people from going to other platforms. So it's really a fascinating shift. Like I said, we see it across, you know, it's not just TikTok, obviously, but it kind of stemmed from there, and it's now becoming the norm. Now, another interesting thing I was reading the other day about Instagram is that, and this is just inevitable, I don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to go country by country or it's going to be worldwide kind of rollout. Usually they go country by country. 
But on Instagram, right now, when you open Instagram, what do you see? You see your visual feed that you scroll up through, and then you can hop over to the Explore page, or then you can tap on the Reels button. Well, that's going to be reversed. That's going to be eventually video first. So you're going to open Instagram to the video clips that are available, and then you can you know, switch back over to your feed or go look at photos or whatever else they're going to do. But the point is they're going to be video-centric. And they're doing this to desperately keep up with TikTok. Okay. And when you look at the TikTok user base, it, it blew past Instagram in terms of how quickly that user base got to 1 billion. That's number one. Okay. It just shattered that record. And now it's on pace by next year, by 22, to go to 1.5 billion. I mean, it is just on fire. Okay. So that's kind of the lay of the land. That's the foundation I just kind of wanted to, to go over with you guys before we get into some of the aspects specifically relating to TikTok that make it something that uh, you guys should consider just as we do here at Transform. So let, let's just start off with the elephant in the room, the audience. A lot, of, a lot of people's first reaction when they hear about TikTok is, well, my audience isn't there. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shouting into an empty room because there's nobody I'm doing business with or I'm trying to reach who's going to be on this platform. So it's true as a whole, about 60% of TikTok is, is comprised of Generation Z. Generation Z caps out at 24 years old. And obviously, typically, up to 24 years old, you don't have a lot of economic purchasing power stored up in there. But that to me, is kind of a misnomer. It's kind of, it's kind of a, it, it, it's a faulty way of looking at it, okay? So we'll come back to that in a second. But the, the other statistic I want to throw out is, is for the U.S. listeners in the U.S. region, the uh, 18 to 34 age range is about 50% of the user base. Now, there's another 50% somewhere. So, so yes, some may be younger than 18, but there are some older than 34. Okay, so it, it, to me, number one, these statistics can be very misleading. I mean, they're not something to hang your hat on. They're not something to, you know, totally bank an entire strategy on. You have to consider them, but you also have to think about, you know, the fact that they're just statistics and they, they can mislead. But when I was talking about economic value a moment ago, well, number one, uh, it's already documented that Generation Z is saving money at a rate much faster than its predecessor generations. So it has it has witnessed some of these economic issues that have happened, you know, in the recent past. Excuse me, in the recent past, maybe they were children when their parents went through the Great Recession, yeah, you know, things like that. They, you know, they obviously experienced the pandemic uh, economic shockwave uh, that, that briefly occurred in 2020 and kind of lingers in terms of, you know, business shutdowns and things like that. So they have become a very cautious, fiscally conservative generation. And so there's, you know, to say there's no money in the Generation Z TikTok demographic would be, in, in my opinion at least, um, a, you know, a, a, a mistake to, to just make that assumption writ large, okay? So when we talk about audience, we talk about where is my audience, don't just out of hand dismiss the TikTok audience is not applicable to your business. You know, the TikTok audience, even the young ones, 
talk to other people. They have other people in their life that are not so young, you know, whether it's their parents, whether it's an older sibling, whether it's an older partner that they're with. I mean, you just can't look at these numbers and just throw out, you know, and just throw out the whole, uh, the whole baby with the bathwater kind of thing. You got to at least think a little bit about how you might reach somebody there and whether there are creative ways to do it and whether you can leverage the advantages of the platform to do so. So before we go into some of these other uh, positive aspects of um, TikTok, the, the, the really big one that we just have to get out of the way is the incredible organic reach that exists right now on TikTok. And if you follow my favorite guy in this space, Gary Vee, you know his mantra about going where the attention is and not being um, provincial about which platforms you stick to and which ones you won't use, but rather taking a very democratic approach to where's, where are the eyeballs, where's the attention, where is that attention underpriced? And if you go over to TikTok, you're going to see over time that you just have a better chance of reaching somebody you know, in, a, in even to a viral degree. I'm not just talking about, you know, onesies and twosies. I mean, you have a chance to really go very, you know, very broad and very deep on that platform without having to pay for any of the traffic. Okay, just because, you know, and this is maybe not the best way to describe it, but this is how I've, I've heard it described, is that TikTok's algorithm is very democratic. It's very much so up for grabs who's going to get the attention on a particular hashtag, a particular topic, you know, particular theme that they're going for in their content. So everybody's got a shot at it. You know, you, you know, if you go make a TikTok about topic XYZ and a celebrity go makes a, a goes and makes a TikTok about XYZ, from an algorithmic perspective, you have equal shots at reaching people and going viral. Now, you know, it helps that the celebrity may have hundreds of thousands of followers to share, you know, to share their uh, content uh, on a one-for-one -one basis. But just from an algorithm perspective in terms of promoting your video into somebody's feed or into their explore page, quote-unquote, um, you know, you know, where content is sort of aggregated for them to choose from, uh, you've got as good a shot as anybody else. So from an organic standpoint, it's an incredible, uh, powerful tool right now if you don't have a lot of money to spend on ads, to go out and reach people and find customers there. Okay, so I just had to get that one out of the way. That's, that's the big obvious one right now. Now I say right now because this is gonna change over time. It has changed over time with every platform. You know, Facebook, you can't reach anybody organically anymore. Instagram, you can barely reach anybody organically anymore. I mean, all these platforms' goal is to draw you in with organic reach possibility and then force you to buy ads later. Okay, when you can't get to anybody uh, by not paying for ads. Okay, so that, that's the progression. That's the natural way of things for these platforms. And then, you know, when that happens, a new platform comes in behind them and offers more organic reach. Okay, <laughs> so right now, it's TikTok coming in behind the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, etc. Okay? All right, so let's talk about uh, flexibility. So an interesting aspect of TikTok, <clears throat> and I, I had no idea about this until I was preparing for this episode, uh, is that... <clears throat> on TikTok, unlike any other platform like YouTube or Instagram or whatever, if a user of TikTok sees your video and likes it, they can download your video. They can, they can take your video essentially off the platform and share it 
and do well, you know, do whatever they're going to do with it. But but in particular, they they can share it, or they can eventually, whether they mean to or not, help that video reach more people who aren't even on TikTok. Okay, so so in many ways, you know, when you look at these platforms, they're very proprietary about their content. I mean, if you post a YouTube video, that video is in the YouTube realm, and it's not coming out unless you happen to have the raw file, i.e. you created that video. Okay, so it goes into that platform, and it stays in that platform's, you know, ecosystem, so to speak. Okay, so... Um, so the flexibility in TikTok to be able to pull down a video and then do more with it is really interesting. I think that unlocks a lot of possibilities as to what you can accomplish if you put a really good piece of content out there and who it could potentially reach. I mean, it it then becomes you know theoretically limitless because you're not you're not even constrained to the number of users that are on that platform. Okay, so another one that's really interesting about TikTok is the influencer marketing that's that's possible. Okay, so if you guys don't know what influencer marketing is, it basically means that anybody who develops, you know, even a partially sizable following, I mean, even, let's say, a few thousand followers, okay, which would be kind of in the category of like a micro-influencer, um, if, 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 um, if, if, if you connect with individuals who... Um, well, let me let me finish the definition first. So, a micro influencer, you know, a few thousand followers, uh, somebody who who has you know amassed a following uh, around their particular type of content or theme, uh, you know, an influencer. I think you know, in sort of the mid range would be you know, in the many, many, many thousands into tens and tens of thousands. And I think once you get into sort of the six figure range of followers and into the millions. Now you're almost talking like celebrity status. I mean, you're starting to move towards celebrity status. But an influencer, I mean, can be completely unknown to everybody but their followers and have a lot of clout with that, with that follower base because they have created something that that follower base has coalesced around. And so now turning back over to the marketing side, if you connect with an influencer, whether it's micro or you know, whatever uh, sized influencer, that is that is uh, germane to your product or your service. You can make a deal with them. You can you can reach out to them. You can contact them uh, directly. Obviously, in almost every case, um, can't imagine why you why you wouldn't be able to do that unless they let's say have closed off their messaging or something to that effect. But but basically, you can say, hey, look, you know, I know you're in this space. I have this product or service that I want to promote. Let me you know let me give it to you for free, or let me give you a chance to trial it, you know, and, and check it out. And if you're if you're happy with it or you like it, I would love for you to promote it to your followers for whatever. And then you make a deal with them. You know, maybe two sponsored posts uh, a month equals X amount of dollars. Or can you make one single post and tag my product and point people towards my page, and I'll pay you X amount of dollars for that. So I mean, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you can make deals with influencers to promote your product or service, um, but what you're really doing is you're, you're just tapping into an immediate user base that you know is going to put their eyeballs on your product or your service because they follow that influencer. And they're always, you know, they're always liking and sharing and so forth. And you can see that, you can just see that from going through the influencer's feed and looking at their past content. 
So it really becomes a situation where you're just riding on the back of that and you're making a deal with the influencer. Now, the intriguing thing about this kind of arrangement is that there's no pricing guide for influencers. I mean, one influencer might charge $1,000 to do a single post like that and another one might charge $150. I mean, you don't even... You know, you don't even know what to expect in many, in many respects, uh, in terms of them understanding their own value, okay? And so, and so you can kind of exploit. I mean, I'm not trying to say you should take advantage of anybody, but you can exploit these inefficiencies in the marketplace, and you may just find that there's an influencer who's in your space, who's perfect for your product, who is pricing their, um, you know, their their ability to influence, at let's say you know, a very reasonable or maybe a very low uh, cost to you. And so the stars align and you, you know, you make a deal with that individual and uh, you go from there. So, so influencer marketing, very, very interesting possibility there. And, uh, you know, something that you guys should, I mean, it's not that it only exists on TikTok. It's very interesting about TikTok because of the, because of the dynamics on that platform right now. Okay. And the fact that, you know you're going to you're just going to find an interesting set of influencer opportunities there because TikTok has created an environment for people to go out onto that platform and create followings based on organic you know direct value kind of content so it's it's just it just has that added kind of spin on it uh that makes it a little bit more interesting than let's say trying to do influencer marketing on Instagram or or you know Snapchat or or whatnot Okay, so another interesting way to use TikTok uh, that, that we're looking at too is the user-generated content uh, aspect. So this is basically a situation where let's say you have a product and you have people buying that product and then they go onto their TikTok account and they create videos around your product. And so essentially you're getting free press. I mean, you're getting, you're getting people who are who are promoting your product, whether they meant to or not, whether they cared to or not. And, you know, obviously, you know, hopefully it's all positive, but they're going out there and they're creating content around what you're selling. And so what's interesting about that is you can encourage that by saying, hey, you know, if somebody creates user-generated content, we, meaning the business, will repost it, we'll, we'll circulate it, you know, we'll draw attention to it. And of course, that helps the the user that generated that content because they get even more attention they get even more uh eyeballs on their um uh you know on their content from their account and to anybody else who's watching they say wait a second if i make a video about so and so's product i may get promoted so if i do my own user generated content on that product i'm going to go viral i'm going to be promoted and and put out there for everybody to see so so i'm going to go ahead and make a video so what you start doing is you create this incentive to have people review and talk about and make content for your product, okay? And um, and then what you can do is you can actually, you know, you know, assuming you do this right and you have you know, the proper access to it, you can aggregate this content and you can essentially use it as a set of testimonials. And you can say, hey, you know, check out, you know, you know these five or ten or twenty users of, of uh, my product and see what they have to say about it. So essentially the UGC or user generated content becomes a testimonial base and real authentic raw testimonials go 
very far in terms of uh, in, in, in terms of uh, bringing people over to your product uh, and, 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 and growing the user base of your product. So uh, second to last item I want to cover, guys, is e-commerce um, and the possibilities for using TikTok for live, um, you know, essentially just, you know, shopping opportunities uh, for users to, you know, as, as you're putting content out on TikTok, let's say you're featuring products and you're tagging those products in there, um, you know, people can come along and buy them straight off uh, the application. Now, right now, uh, or at least as of this recording, um, you can only do that if you are integrated with Shopify and Shopify and TikTok, their relationship is such that, you know, a Shopify user can sell their products through uh, the TikTok application. Now, do I think that's going to stay that way forever? I doubt it. I think it's just constraining. And I think that it doesn't really make sense for TikTok to stay that way. But the point is, it's, it's less so about Shopify. I mean, if you needed to be on Shopify, you could get on the Shopify. But the point is the fact that there's, there's a penchant for TikTok users to make purchases you know, through the app without ever leaving TikTok. And I think the number that I saw the other day was like 50% of TikTok users have bought something off of TikTok. So it's one out of every two TikTok users makes a purchase via the app. And so that's very, very powerful, guys, if you're working in, in the e-commerce space. So definitely something to consider. Okay, and then I'm going to finish up, guys, with... Um, you know, we started with, kind of comes full circle. We started with organic content. Let's finish with paid ads. So once again, you know, going to Gary V, if you follow him, and he talks about underpriced attention and so forth, one of the ways you look for underpriced attention is the cost to run ads on a platform. And obviously, in the early days of that platform, those ads are going to be very cheap. In the later stages of that platform, those ads are going to be very expensive. Okay. So when you look at TikTok right now, the cost to run ads there is, you know, just in a relative sense, it's minuscule compared to running ads, let's say, on YouTube or Facebook or, or you know, Instagram. So if you do have ad spend, if you are committing dollars to being discovered, you ought to look at TikTok because your dollar is going to buy you more eyeballs. I mean, just plain and simple, you're going to get more attention for every dollar you spend on TikTok. Now, again, you got to check off all the right boxes in terms of audience and what you're trying to accomplish and who you're trying to reach. But the point is, just from a, from a raw spending perspective, you're going to go further with your dollars on TikTok. Okay, so again, it's, it, it's like everybody's kind of looking for the next big thing. And you're looking to get in on the ground floor and all that. Well, basically, TikTok is your ground floor. I mean, when you're talking about an app that already has the the, the, you know, the, the clout and the heft behind it uh, to, to be taken seriously, but it hasn't been around long enough to overprice itself, that's TikTok. Okay, so, so definitely take a look at that, guys. If you're, if you're formulating a strategy here, and this is, this is one of the ways that you're possibly going to go, consider the fact that paid ads are just going to be that much more advantageous on TikTok, Okay. So uh, we covered a lot of ground in the last half hour. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. Again, you know, full kimono. 
Um, yeah, this is something that uh, organizationally we haven't moved towards yet, but we are definitely considering it. And we just want to be upfront with you guys. I mean, it's not something uh, that we're hiding. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, obviously everything I've talked about uh, on this podcast is true, regardless. And it's something you guys need to take a look at. And and we're kind of doing it real time. I mean, this is this is you know the ground shifting under everybody's feet kind of a uh, phenomenon, and we're all kind of in that together. And so, if you are implementing a TikTok strategy, um, you know, we would be happy to consult with you on that. Uh, we would be happy to interface with you on that to the extent that we can. Uh, and then, to the extent that we can't, uh, we will likely be catching up to that um, here in the near future. But, uh, but I really wanted to draw it without waiting much longer, uh, because in some sense, you could already argue that it's getting a little later in the game. You know, if we're in stage one of TikTok's dominance, we're maybe in the later part of stage one, and we're heading into stage two where things start to change a little bit and the dynamics start to change a little bit. So we didn't want to sit on this topic and not address it. Let's put it that way. Hence the episode today. So so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. If, if you guys do have any questions about what I talked about today or anything else that we've talked about on the podcast, you can reach us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, pages. You can go over there and drop us a note. Come over to our website, transform.com. Uh, or just you know interface with us through the podcast here. Uh, please hit the like button. Please hit the share button. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, we definitely want to spread the word that we are here to provide value to small businesses and medium-sized businesses. Um, we, you know, our goal is to provide practical, actionable insight and advice uh, to you guys, and hopefully uh, we've been doing that. So if we have. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. All right, guys? Thanks again so much. Really appreciate you guys listening, and we'll check back in with you later this week uh, with episode 17. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.